Welcome to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Our mission is to bring you discussions on a wide array of topics in the coaching world to grow players on and off the court. You can connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and also reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Coach Mike Hernandez. Here we go. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining us here for another episode. Wherever in the world you are listening to us from, whatever platform you're listening to us on, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support, for sharing it this with people who you know who might be interested, and really looking forward to bringing this episode to you guys today. Uh, those of you who've been listening for a while have probably heard me talk with coaches who have talked about five out in in many different senses in terms of the offense that they run, talking about you know, running a five out or how the game is being more spread out where, where teams are running a five out sort of offense. But I've yet to actually dedicate an episode just talking about running a five out system. And, and I thought that that would be something that would be really valuable, uh, really interesting, and something that a lot of you who are listening can probably relate to, reflect on, and kind of think about your own practices when it comes to maybe running your own five out system that you run. So that's what we're going to get into today. So if you run a five out, this will be interesting for you. If you haven't, uh, I think there'll be some good stuff in here for you anyway. So I'm very happy to be joined by uh, a busy man, a busy coach who actually, he just told me, uh, j just got a new job as well, which is awesome. He's a head girls varsity coach. He's also an AAU coach out in Colorado. Very happy to be joined by Coach William Campbell today. Coach, how we doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to this one and looking forward to to picking your brain a little bit about the five out uh, offense that you, that you like to run and, and are perhaps going to be implementing as uh, you start your, your new position. But before we get into that, let's uh, talk about yourself, your basketball journey, your coaching journey. Uh, where's the game taking you? Where's your coaching journey taking you? And like we said, we know it's taken you to, to a new spot here recently. So can you go over uh, what that journey's been like for you? Well, that journey started uh, with uh, me as a player, uh, you know, played at the high school level uh, back in Maryland, um, went on to play in college at uh, Rutgers University in Camden. Uh, that's a D3 school. It's not the uh, the major Rutgers University uh, that everybody talks about in the Big Ten. Uh, and I played a little pro, uh, you know, semi-pro, played in a couple of, like, uh, little leagues here and there and played a little overseas. But uh, I started getting into coaching through my brother. My brother, uh, you know, he was a head head men's coach uh, for his alma mater at Bishop McNair, won a, a city title there. Uh, and I, I really started to get into it right after I started playing. Um, I just... You know, I wasn't the greatest of athletes. I I, I played my game a little bit more cerebral. I, I played mm -hmm. my game a little bit more like basketball IQ sense. Uh, so my brother got a job uh, after Bishop uh, McNamara. He got a job at Bishop Ireton for uh, a girls varsity basketball coaching job. And, and he was just like, would you like to come along? Uh, I know you've been very interested and stuff like that. I was like, girls... Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I've never, I've always done guys. I've always, I've always, uh, been a, a you coach with the boys. Uh, are you sure? It's like, yeah, I'm doing this for the first time too. And, 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 uh, I was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll get with it. 
And then for those four years at Bishop Ireton, we, we uh, you know, I just started to like the girls game a lot more, uh, just below the rim, more, um, you know, more coachable, more uh, just, just uh, Kyle, Kyle just loved seeing uh, the fundamentals come out. Uh, just love seeing just how the game has, has gone over the years. But anyway, um, did that for a few years. Uh, did some stints uh, with some other private schools in D.C. Um, I'm D.C. born and bred. Uh, and finally, I, I got my opportunity at uh, a little charter school called Edmund Burke for two years. Uh, it was a pretty good experience. Uh, taught me a lot. Taught me just, um, you know, taught me the other elements of coaching. Um, okay. You know, not not just the X's and O's and what you do in practice and stuff like that, but just some other aspects like, uh, you know, you got to recruit a little bit and you've got to uh, maintain a program through uh, fundraising, things like that. And for those two years, you know, we were pretty successful. And then um, I moved on, uh, moved on uh, being an assistant again um, at a couple of other schools and then um before I left for Colorado, I was at Bullis, uh, the Bullis School in, in in Maryland as a JV head and a varsity assistant for two years under a, a great coach, Amy Heiselman. Uh, she just taught me, you know, how to how to better interact with my my, my players. She taught yeah. me how to communicate a little bit more. Uh, finally, after that, my wife got a, a a great job in Colorado two years ago. I was kind of voluntold we're gonna move and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and. And um, when I got here, I just – I had that itch. I love basketball. I grew up in a basketball family. Basketball is just all I know. So I could not, like – I couldn't couldn't stay away. And then with COVID <laughs> and everything like that, it, uh, you know, it was, it, it was interesting. So I got, like, my first job um, in AAU under Colorado Premier, um, which is a great organization and all um, – and uh, it helped me, you know, just get myself going and all that stuff. And then a couple of months later, I got a job up at a mountain mountain school, Conifer High School. Um, and for two years, I was the head coach there. I learned there about just the differences regionally of just different places. Up okay. at Conifer, you know, it's not a lot of basketball up at the mountain. So you have to, like, promote just, hey, like, Come on out, basketball is fun. Yeah. This is the, yeah. you know advertising me, the sport. <laughs> at, yeah, basically advertising the sport. And meanwhile, uh, you know, trying to get what you have in the in in the school to teach them the game of basketball. Sometimes I had to do more teaching than I did coaching and stuff. So, um, moving on, I just uh, just completed the uh, second season and stuff like that. I hope I left it in a better place. I think I, I left a little more fun in that game. I mean, in the game. So girls are starting to, uh, you know, just say, let, let me try basketball out. But yeah. I got a great opportunity at a new school, Fairview High School uh, in Boulder. Um, a little more up to my speed. Like uh, Conifer was three, 4A, uh, you know, not a lot of girls in the building and stuff like that. Moving up to Fairview, it's a 6A school. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have a lot of athletes in there. And then it's just an opportunity for me to see – I mean, it's an opportunity for me to see uh, what I can do with more in the in the cupboard. Sure. Um, 
And um, I'm just excited for that opportunity. But uh, that's how the journey goes. It started as a, as a player. I love the game so much. I did not want to stay away from it after <laughs> after my playing days. Uh, and just I, I love coaching now. I love the lifelong process of learning. I'm always always learning. My 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 one of my former coaches once said, "If you're not still learning about this game or whatever like that, you're never going to be a great great coach. If you're still not evolving, you're never going to be like the coach that you want to be. If you're just if you're just stuck where you are, then you know uh, you'll be stuck stuck as a coach." Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, no, I I couldn't couldn't agree more with that. You know, it's a lifelong learning profession, that's for sure. And I and I will say I'm very happy to to hear uh, you champion the the girls' game as a girls' coach myself. You know, I I always love when 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 male coaches are willing to take that leap and you know try out girls and end up you know really liking coaching that 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 side of the game because, like you said, which will transition to my next question. One of the things that I personally enjoy a lot about coaching on the girls' side is. I think as you worded it, kind of like below the rim and, and a lot of uh, an emphasis on the more uh, fundamental aspects of things, just kind of a different, more cerebral type of basketball. Not that the boys game isn't, but girls just provides a different challenge, I think, than than coaching the boys does. And I know that something that is important to you as a coach is your focus on fundamentals and fundamental skills. So when you think about that aspect of your coaching personality, uh, what fun, what fundamentals do you think are most essential for you and your teams to be consistently working on? What are those fundamentals in particular that you like to emphasize? Uh, you know, uh, of course, all the, the basic shooting, passing, dribbling, um, you know, uh, to quote uh, to quote philosopher Nietzsche, you know, uh, one can't fly into flying. You have to learn to stand and walk. Mm. Uh, you know, it goes back to just you know teaching them the proper way to. I mean, teaching them the proper way to dribble. Uh, uh, teaching them. I mean, you know, teaching them the fundamentals of of a crossover. Teaching uh, teaching them the basis of a shot. Some people do different things. I mean, you know, if you're teaching the fundamentals a different way, you're teaching them. I mean, you know, everybody's got their their thing. You know, for me, shooting, I I, I tell them make sure that before you're doing, we're doing shot builders. We're not like you're not coming in the gym and immediately shooting like 15, 20 footers or going Steph Curry or whatever like that. You're starting from the ground. You're starting from the ground up, making sure your form is correct, uh, making sure you're, you're you're practicing swan like approach. Uh, you know, passing, um, not just two-handed passing, one-handed passing, you know, out, uh, outside hand passing, things like that before you build into like, you know, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a crossover with a jab, this, that, a third and go to the hole, or I'm going to, um, I'm going to do a step back shoot. I mean, step back shoot. You got to go, I mean, mm -hmm. go through all that footwork. A basic mic and drill, like basic mic and drill. I always love the mic and drill. That that helped me get better as a player. I mean, that always helped me uh, get better as a player. But I mean, it's just like uh, you know, um, it's on my Twitter. I I put the quote from Normandale. I mean, uh, Normandale G. Hackness from Hoosiers. Uh, focus on the fundamentals that we've done time and time again, and um, that's how I I approach it. We just. I'm not going to, I mean, we're not going to fly. We're going with the bait. We're going with the basics. And then before, and then when we get to that, those basics, yeah, we'll start to fly a bit and yeah, we'll start to soar, soar. But um, I try to do in all my practice, just going back to the fundamentals. Like, even if it's like a, 
even if it's a camp station, like even if it's station drills and stuff like that, just focusing on, on, on that, like in that particular thing, if we're doing, uh, if we're doing uh finishing, I make mm -hmm. sure that we do different, different station drills, like mic in reverse mic in, uh, uh, Chris Paul layup drill, which would be the X layup drill, uh, you know, um, and, and, and other certain things. So like, Fundamentals are important, and especially, like I said, within the women's game, um, within the yep. women's game and stuff like that. But also for the men's game, but definitely for the women's game. That's how I try to focus on, on that. You focus on them every day. And I'm sure that that was probably uh, had to be a real high priority when you're when you're at spots where you know the you are just recruiting people to play the game to begin with and advertising the game of basketball. That the type of players you probably got needed just the fundamentals really really emphasized in them if they didn't have a lot of exposure to basketball to begin with oh definitely like at conifer like like i said a lot of these girls uh you know you uh the first thing i was like tell me tell me about yourself which what, what's your life been through like through basketball and stuff like that and they'll be like well i've only played with uh boys and girls club or or just a little feeder team and the coach um you know taught us this, that, a third, but he did, did he teach you how to, you know, did he teach you how to dribble properly? Did he teach you how to shoot properly? Yeah. And, 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 and that's what it's been like for the two years. Like I've had to have so much patience, uh, with, I, for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just seeing like where it's coming, where it's coming from. And, and basically we've had to do like, listen, the key to dribbling here is one, keeping your head up. You gotta see what's on the court. Two, I mean fingertips. I mean fingertips, and, and really pounding that bass. Like really, just going through that. We're gonna do A, B, and C, and then hopefully we'll start typing some. I mean, hopefully we'll start typing some three-letter words. After that. <laughs> um, you know, and then just the process of shooting. I, I've had to tell like girls, like, listen, I gotta be honest. We gotta destroy your shot. We've got to like completely destroy your shot. Now, I'm not the greatest shooter, but the fundamental, I mean, but focusing with the fundamentals on how, you know, um, having space between your hand, I mean, space between your fingers, uh, elbow to the rim, swan like approach, like, I mean, you know, pushing the ball, I mean, pushing the ball, not just at a laser like, of uh, being a laser like shot, but just having <laughs> some art and all. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, that. I think just being at Conifer, like it just showed me that how important building those fundamentals. Now, did we get like did we get great overnight? No, we were. I mean, this team was this team was a one win team, but like I saw the improvement. I mean, I saw the improvement as it went along, and 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 I'll go back to it. Just teaching the fundamentals takes patience. Everybody with sometimes everybody wishes to have. That UConn basketball, I mean UConn or, <laughs> or 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 South Carolina coming coming right in and stuff like that, but you just realize that um, what you see and stuff like that, you just like okay, we got we got some work to do, and and it starts just from ABC. Yeah, and I I think that one of the nice positive outlooks you can take on that is is if you are building, especially in fundamentals, at least. At the very least, even as frustrating and challenging and time-consuming as it may be, at least you know it's being done the way you want it to be done, and you don't have to 
in some cases, I know you talked about it, but sometimes you don't have to uh, unlearn, uh, have players unlearn as many bad habits maybe as as players who maybe have a lot of experience but don't have good fundamentals under them. So there's kind of there's kind of advantages and disadvantages of both. But I, I really like that that emphasis on the fundamentals. They'll they'll never lead you the wrong way. They'll never. <laughs> so that that's Definitely. awesome. So let's talk about the the five out offense, coach. What 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 about uh, running a five out system to do you like the most what what kind of built that philosophy in you of of wanting to be a kind of a five out team built upon me probably 10 probably like uh i'm gonna say five probably like five six years ago because i would i was still learning as a coach i was just like i had quick quick sets and Stuff I ran, I mean, stuff I ran that I liked from other coaches when I was playing and stuff like that. And then I just realized, wait a minute, I gotta have my own. I have to have my own identity, my own philosophy, my own my own thing. So um, when I was doing, uh, when I was coaching at Bishop Ireton, I decided that after the season I was going to go into AAU, and I went to this AAU organization called Votes. Uh, independent organization and for a couple of years I was head coach for a couple of years but I was head coaching but there was this one guy uh he would always coach the 17 17 national team and uh he's a great head coach his name is Fred Priester he's at Oakton High School coached like has coached many years still coaching there and you know I had a chance to learn five out from him I, I had a chance to learn five out from him um, when I started to see it, um, you know, he was, it was interesting. It wasn't like he was drawing up, I mean, a motion, a, a actual motion. Yeah. Um, he was, he was literally calling numbers. And for a year, I was like, the heck is he calling numbers for? And I was watching and, and, and during practice and I was looking and I was like, okay, he's calling numbers for different types of actions. And, you know, like he was doing, all right, let's do all one cuts. And he was like, okay, one cuts, let's, let's do one cuts, basically basket cuts. Mm -hmm. And, and then he had like just, I mean, two cuts back doors. Like he was just putting numbers to it. Like um, he might say just one particular number and the girls would just do that particular action. Um, And I just, like I was confused and I started, I mean, and, and I really asked him one day, I, I said to, to him, I said, like, what's with the numbers and stuff like that? He's like, it's like, uh, Campbell, I, you know, I, I got this idea from, um, a coach, Harry Parada, and he was the head coach at Villanova, f- uh, for a long time. And he had this five out. I mean, he called it a five out, no mistake offense. I was like, I mean, no mistake offense. Yeah, he said, literally, you can't make a mistake in this. So he just, he taught me the different cuts that um, that he did. But he he was like, uh, you know, Parada does it differently. He he has different number, I mean, he had different number cuts, but those number cuts didn't work, sometimes work with me. So I had to make my own. So he was like, okay, one cut is a, is a, is, is a basic basket cut. Two cuts are back doors. Threes are... Uh, curl or replace fours are 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 pick and rolls fives you know uh fives are flare screen i mean fives are flare screen sixes are 
dribble handoffs. Like he just went down this yeah. li- line, and I just start like I started to pick it up after the year, and I was like, okay, let me try this with my JV team. I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna learn a five, we're gonna learn this five out, and I kept it as so simple as possible. I said, we're just doing, okay, we're teaching first one cuts, two cuts, and three cuts. And and that's all we did for like half the season. Then um then later on I started to add as I saw them just pick it up a little bit more. And of course, you know, teams are gonna scout that and all that stuff. So we just, you know, we kind of switched it up. But um after that, I started looking up Harry Parada and his and his five out offense. And I just I loved it to the core. Like it promoted okay. just Different. I mean, it promote. I mean, it promoted different cuts. It didn't put us into a set, uh, a set like five out motion where like I cut here, you do this down screen here or whatever like that. No, I can name a cut. We're gonna do that. I mean, we could do that cut, and over time, if we get really good at it, we can just make it an option like option cuts. And I just I really picked it up and. And I, I just, I felt that. I felt like, you know, I didn't want to be be compressed to just doing just one simple thing. So, like, I, that's how I learned that offense. And I, and I appreciate I appreciate Coach Priester for that. And I appreciate Harry Parada having the uh, kind of the videos and, 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 and learning tools that I could learn to do myself. Now, I don't do the same stuff that they do, like I said, to each his own kind of to each his own, but I took those ideas from them. I mean, I took those ideas from them too and just put it to my own. So, so let me pick your brain a little bit now. You, 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 you see, you see the numbers, you, you, you kind of see how it's implemented. You're, you're ready to take it in and, and, and bring it into your own. What was the, the process for implementing that to your team? Did, did you find that it was, that was pretty easy for them to pick up on? Was, was there any, difficulties along the way what kind of what kind of went into <clears throat> excuse me implementing that and bringing that into your team once once you started to buy into the five out idea i i taught it as a whole um i i i didn't break it down or anything like that i taught it as a whole you know took some chairs you know put them around in a five out and and started just saying okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna we're going to teach every single cut that we're going to do here. And we're just, you know, we, we, we did it as a whole first. Um, and, and, and we just started with one, we started with just one cuts. And, and once we got great at it, um, you know, we moved on. We, we try to do it as, I mean, we try to uh, try to teach it as a whole. And then, and then we can break it down. We can break it down, down. Um, it it was simple. They they started to get it. The only things that I I really like told them like when we cut, we're face we're face cutting. We're 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 you know we're kind of giving a move and then we're face cutting. We're we're face cutting all the time. Um, I think teaching, you know, teaching the basic cuts was easy. It was when we had to do dribble handoffs. Um. And and that to my day still, I, I'm I'm I taught it one way, and then during my AU season, my assistant coach, uh, you know, made a suggestion: why not do it a, a different way? So the original way that I did it 
as a as as a dribble handoff. Okay, you're dribbling at the person, and I mean you're dribbling at the person, and, and this is going to be hard because like we're I'm not showing it, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're oh, dribbling oh. at yeah, you're dribbling at the defender. You come to a jump, you you come to a jump stop, and basically you let out the ball, uh. You let out the ball, hand off, and then once you hand off, you fade. You fade into the per- that person's spot. Okay. And and the problem was we got. I, I mean, when I looked at it from a, a conifer sense, you know, a lot of them forgot to fade, and I mean, a lot of them got to fade, or they would just they. I mean, they would be kind of like uh, stagnant about it. So he just told me, like, all right, ha- I mean, the next time you hand off, have them have have the person handing off uh, float to the corner and let the corner lift. And when I started to see that, I started to see a little bit more fluidity into our dribble handoffs. And he said, like, I'm, I'm like, what happens if, you know, they're not in the right spot or whatever? They you said it was a no-mistake offense. I don't think there's going to be a mistake in this. He, I mean, you know, they might be in a different, uh, different spot as far as that five out. Maybe a little bit above the above the free throw line. Maybe a little bit below the free throw line, but it'll still flow. So then, when I started doing my AU season, um, you know, with some eighth graders that had like the skill to do it, I was like, oh man, this is more free flow. This is more flowing. This is more going. They're getting down the. I mean, they're getting down. Um, they're getting downhill a little bit better. Uh, we're not like being stagnant or anything like that. It's just everybody replaced. Um, we just said to them, like, the only mistake you could ever make in this five, we, we said like a couple things. Only mistake that you could ever make in this five out offense if it is if you don't go hard, if you don't cut yeah, and replace hard. If you uh if you don't do that, that means we're stagnant. Um another thing is in a five out, I said before, I mean, the key to a five out is doing something for someone else. Um, and what I mean by that is just when you when you make a pass, you're doing something for someone else, whether it's a hard cut. It might not get you open, but it might get the next person open. Um, mm-hmm. If you're doing a, a, I mean, a pass and a screen and roll, you're doing something for someone else. That's how I mean. That's how a, a motion goes. You are literally doing something for someone else, and it might not be you that gets the bucket. It might be the next person or the next person. As long as you're free flowing, but you have to do something for someone else. If you just pass and you're just dancing around and stuff like that, you're being stagnant. Um, and then also probably the biggest thing was teaching them, um. What happens when you're in? Du- I mean, when you're in double gap. Um, sometimes our girls would pass very quickly. Like if I'm trying to do a three, they pass, and the next girl isn't looking at the the three cut. They're just passing, and they're going to do a three, and they're going to do a three yep, cut. Yep, so yep. it leaves so it leaves this whole area open and stuff like that. And we we try to teach them. We try to say like, you have to look at that. If you see a big gap like that, a double gap and all. You're in ISO. You're basically, I mean, I want you to just take yourself out of the motion and just make a move, make a move to go because you're basically in ISO. You basically have all this room to maneuver with and all. Um, Once we did all the cut, I mean, once we kind of did all the cuts, 
it was then um, just teaching a last layer of the five out, which was the dribble, I mean, uh, dribble drive offense. Um, kind of the dribble drive. Like, if, um, you know, we would, you know, teams would just get used to uh, our numbers and stuff like that. So we had to switch it up. So when I would call, like, um, when I would call Nova, when I would call Nova, that was our dribble drive. So we would just pass and dribble drive, I mean, dribble drive. Um, trying to keep the five out going, having them, I mean, having them loop and having the others replace and stuff like that. So I think um, teaching as a whole was, uh, teaching as a whole for me is the, is the easiest thing. Just going through all the cuts so they see all the cuts and then, um, and then doing the cuts and then breaking down the, uh, then breaking it down, doing three, three V3s, mm -hmm. uh, doing um read and reacts and stuff like that. I mean doing read and reacts, uh read and react drills and things like that. But teaching it for me, it was teaching it uh for me it's teaching it as a whole before I break it down. When you think about the individual elements, because running running a five out type system requires a lot of uh individual, whether whether it's thought processes, decision making, being able to kind of know like you know, time and situation. And as, as you mentioned before, like what move is going to be made that is going to help somebody else on their team, free them up and, and give them a better opportunity to be successful. So when you think about teaching the individual about, you know, what, how to, you know, do proper cuts or how, how they individual, how that individual person fits within the frame of the offense, how do you go about kind of teaching the individual kind of what their role is and how to do the part of the offense as well as how to basically kind of read the situation and be able to have like a little bit of freedom and, uh, and autonomy. How, how does that kind of go when you're working with players individually? Um, you know, when you're teaching it, you're teaching kind of the roboticism. Of, I mean, you're kind of teaching the roboticism yep. of, of your offense. Like this is, I mean, when we call a certain number, this is what we're we're looking for. We're looking for, uh, for example, let's say all one cuts. Uh, we're looking for. I mean, we're you know we're teaching that robotic. I mean, kind of teaching that roboticism and stuff. Uh, but we try to tell our girls that just because we say a number doesn't mean you have to do that number. Um, some okay. girls, some girls get lost in the roboticism, like, oh, I forgot to do that. No, it's okay. This is why there's a no mistake offense. Like if you feel, I mean, if, if you're doing one cuts and this person is, is, is overplaying and you need to go back door and you feel like that's the right move, then go back door. Like, you know, we, I mean, I, I, I always tell them during, during practices, just because I say, Let's run ones and threes. It does not mean, I mean, it means, yes, I want the basis of our offense right now to be just, I mean, be basket cuts and curl in place. But you have to be a basketball. I mean, you have to still be a basketball player and see what's going on. If they're overplaying the, if they're overplaying that, that away screen, you can go back door from that curl and replace. You can go back door from that curl and replace. You don't have to take. You don't have to literally take it and curl. You can literally like as as you see them cheating over. Go back door from that. Everybody else understands to replace. I mean to replace a spot. 
Um, and, and, and that's where it gets into like just option. I mean, where it gets into our, our, our option. We call it, I always call it Mike for motion and I'll be like Mike option. I mean, Mike option. So like, um, yes, we're teaching roboticism and stuff like that, but we tell them, we we try to just tell them that it's okay if you do something else. Um, as long as we're still moving and stuff like that, if you say, okay, like, all right, the one, I mean, you feel like the one's not working. Let me do a dribble hand. I mean, let me do a dribble handoff. Okay. You're doing a dribble handoff. That means everybody else just knows, I mean, you know, let's let's replace. And and what we also do is we say call the number that we're asking. Even if we say ones and threes, just just pass and say, hey, say one, 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 one. Hey, three, 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 I'm coming. Um, but as far as I mean, as far as the individualism and stuff like that goes, like a, a certain player or or whatever like that, we just we tell them. It's a, I mean, it's okay to deviate from the offense. It's okay to do if if we've been doing ones and threes, and then you just see something, and you decide I'm going to slip. I'm going to slip that screen. That's fine. I mean, we're keeping it. I mean, you're keeping still keeping us in motion, um, and and it's getting somebody else open or whatever like that. It's getting someone. Uh, I mean, it's getting to alleviate the pressure. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. We. T- I mean, you know. I try to tell them like you're still a basketball player. You're still I mean, you're still playing basketball in this offense. We're just I mean, yes, we're structuring. Sometimes we might just say these are two particular cuts we want you to do or we might want you to do that, but it's okay to deviate. It's okay to deviate. As do long you, as you're I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was curious if you as you're thinking like with your players, do you have certain players so it's like hey like I don't really want you to be deviating. I really want you just to be focusing on making these motions and other players. Maybe you give a little bit more autonomy to, or is it just kind of more of a situation where like everybody more or less has like the same opportunities to kind of like read and assess what's going on and, and make a, and make a decision um, if they feel like it's, it's for the betterment of the team. Probably the only thing that we like, probably like create a role for, is when we do four cuts and that screen of rolls. We designate, I mean, we designate maybe two people. We'll designate two people. We usually designate the post player. We'll designate our quote-unquote post players. And we'll we'll say, you're designated for, you're designated for. We are doing ones and fours. Basically, uh, cuts and, I mean, basket cuts and screen rolls. And they're the only two people that are to do it. We never tell everybody to do a screen roll. We we basically designate for the. I mean, we basically basically designate, and then we have a rule where you don't you don't four another four. Where like if these two designated fours, if I pass to a person that's designated four, they are not to screen each other. They, I mean, the 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 logical thing is to just cut, just basket cut. Um, right. That's probably the only sense of if, if if you're saying role. I mean, if you're saying role, uh, a role player or 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 standing to their particular role. No, we want them to feel like you can do a certain cut. We want to feel like every every person on the team is a shooter, um, and it's just about like what you what you uh, it's like what's a good 
good shot for you? What's a good shot for this team? I mean, but other than that, we want them to have their their thought process in there. We want them to have their their thing. The only only time we probably create a role is when we do designated for is when we do four cuts, designated fours. Yeah. So I think that that's creates um probably and, and you could speak to this maybe a little bit of uh, more more buy-in in terms of like they 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 know these cuts but they also know that there's enough trust that you have in them that like they can make that make a decision and 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 do something and, and be basketball players like you said if they feel that there's something out there on the court for them to exploit so I imagine that that kind of helps them know like coach trust me a little bit that if I'm seeing something that that I have that like power and that ability to you know make whatever that move is or make that decision uh if, if I think it's for the betterment of the team yeah, I mean, no, I totally agree because they're on the floor. They're they, yeah, I they're mean, the ones playing. They're the ones playing. Um, you know, I'm just someone that I mean has a different perspective. I mean, have has a different perspective, and I can tell them what they. I mean, what I think or whatever like that was this was this advised was this ill advised. But literally, they're on the floor, and I have to trust their decision. I mean, I have to trust their decision making. Um, you know, there's times where we'll, I mean, we'll go back and we'll be like immediately, like if it's in a game, we'll be like, "Hey, what you think? I mean, tell me why you did that," and yeah. uh, and, and in hopes that they'll tell me what's going on. And, and then, like after the game, like I mean, after a game, you know, we're 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 in the film bre breaking it down and stuff like that, and we're we're looking at it from both of our perspectives, from the player's perspective and from the coach's perspective, but. I mean, I try to get them to – I mean, my thing is confidence with them. This is a confidence game. Um, and and if they don't have confidence in what they do, you know, they're never – I mean, it's never going to be successful. They're never going to, like – they're never going to try something or whatever like that. They're going to they're gonna back off of something that, like, literally you think they, they can do and stuff like that. So, I mean, with my – with the five out, with, with this, I just try to preach just – Let's 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 run the motion. There are no mistakes. The only mistake you can make is it's just not moving. It's just not mm -hmm. not replacing. Or if you're trying to get open, doing the dance doing the dance to get open instead of just saying, "Hey, let me go back door and let somebody else take my place." So I can, I mean, so we can get get this thing going. So yeah, for me, it's it, it's about like I. I want to give them the freedom. I want to give them the the freedom to play basketball and the freedom to make their make their decisions. And then we can always go back and be like, "Well, this this maybe was not the right idea. Oh, this was a great idea." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and that that that's that's one of the interesting and pretty cool things about like kind of like a five out offense is that it's it's never necessarily run the same way like twice depending on who it is that you're playing against there's always like different things to tinker with or look at and then and there's a lot of a lot of fluidity and a lot of variability that could perhaps you know come out of it and one of the one of the things I like about that is that could also lead to uh, situations where it's a difficult uh, offense to stop and and I know you mentioned and, and I'll let you uh, elaborate further on it that um, as I was thinking about what what do teams try to do to try and you know stop the action, stop the cut, stop the movements that that take place within the five out, um, you mentioned right that that one of the things you really like to go to then is, is your dribble drive. Mm -hmm. So with that, when when do you as a coach kind of what is kind of the moment when you're in a game when you're like okay, 
we need to we need to go into our dribble drive. What do you kind of see as as you're coaching in a game that kind of puts that light bulb like, all right, it's it's time to go into this this next counter. Um, you know, you just like you're seeing like how the game is. I mean, you're seeing how the game is playing. First of all, like, all right, how are they how are they handling a way? I mean, you know, like for example, how are they handling away screens? Are they are they literally switching so we can just be like, all right, let's do threes and sevens. Let's slip. All uh, all threes and seven. So if you see them like uh, switching on on those screens, switching on every screen, just slip. Um, uh, you know if they're uh, if on our like our dribble handoffs, they're they're overplaying it. Like, do we just like dribble at and go to to two cuts? So we will say sixes and twos, and then like if we're just you know, if we're not making any leeway and we just need to put the ball on the ground and stuff like that, like, we'll, you know, we'll see it and stuff like that if they're playing back. On, I mean, if they're playing it back or or a certain way, you know, it's, I mean, what I love about this offense is I can call the numbers during the game. Like, I called numbers during, during the time. I could just be like, all right, here we go. We're doing ones and twos. They're doing ones and twos for a while and stuff like that. All right, let's switch it on them. Let's go all sixes, all sixes. So then, like, they're just dribble handoff. And then, like, if I see something, like, if I see something, I'll be like, all right, all right, Mike, Nova. Then they know, like, all right, let's go. One pass, dribble drive. One pass, dribble drive. One pass, dribble drive. Or we might be two passes, dribble drive. What I love about this is I can change it on the fly. I don't have to draw it up. I mean, I don't really have to draw it up. I don't really have to say, I mean, I don't really have to, like, take a timeout or whatever like that. I can just be like, all right. So, I mean, you know, I'll yell it out, switch it, uh, things like that. Like, it's just also seeing how they play. I mean, how they play us. How, I mean, it's seeing, like, what particulars, I mean, what how they're going to, how what's their counter? So I can counter too. I mean, so I can counter too. So, you know, um, that's where the chess match comes in. But I will know, like, to dribble drive, man, I feel like, you know, all option. I mean, you know, sometimes just to switch it. I mean, switch it up on them. They'll hear. I mean, you know, you know, everybody will get the probably everybody will get the pattern. You still gotta stop us, but like everybody will get. Okay, they're doing one, so it's now. I mean, so it's now basket cuts. Oh, they're doing okay. They're doing fives. They're flaring. All right. Well, I mean, you know, um, I'll just switch it up. I mean, I'll switch it up when. Um, also, when it gets stagnant, where I'm just like calling different numbers in there, and it's like, okay, co- all right, Campbell, they're 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 trying to they're trying to find out what these numbers are so they can counteract <laughs> and all. But um, switching into a dribble drive, I mean, I mean, it's simple. It's it's simple, especially in this office, which I love. Like, like I said, you don't have to call a timeout. You can just basically like it, you're still in the fluidity of the offense, and 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 you decide. I'm going to switch it up to something so elaborate. It's always, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think one of the best parts, it seems like of that is that you just, you just quickly can call out something else. Like you said, if I'm having to call a timeout, you can just kind of go right into like a different call out a different number or a different action. And like, it seems like your offense doesn't really miss a beat. You can just call something else out and then boom, they, they just get right into that. And then if like, it almost seems like, from the situations you're explaining that the the other coaches as they're trying to figure out figure it out are always kind of like one or two steps behind you and they can never really quite catch up mm-hmm. a, no i I, I totally feel that with the i mean i totally feel it like 
when I did it with when I did it with Conifer, like I say, it takes. I mean, with them, it was taking time and fundamentals and patience and stuff like that. But like as season went, I was impressed at, at how they were getting. It. I mean, how they were getting it. Um, we were still playing great teams and stuff like that. But like just to see sometimes uh, them actually doing the actions, actually like getting to. I mean, getting to the rim, getting a great shot, and all. Um, you know, that was very satisfying for me. But then, like, you know, on the other side, I'm going to my AAU team. You know, they've played for years. And, I mean, they, they've played literally for years and have this, you know, even for eighth graders, they have all this experience and stuff like that. And then just seeing it from a different way, like, this is how, like, it's this is how really it should be run. Um, you know, they, they, you know, they're listening. They're listening for the count. I mean, they're listening for the counters. We're looking. We're uh, – they're listening for like, what do we do to set? I mean, what are we doing as far as it goes? And then seeing them switch it, like I've had, I've had time like during this last part, the July period, where uh, the July period where you probably see everybody's best um, has yeah. been fun. Just you know, just seeing how this offense goes and seeing the fluidity, and then seeing what happens if someone takes something away, and what do they do? Um, and then it's been great at the end just seeing them just go into option. I mean, go into option, just doing their doing their own thing. Yeah, that's that's it's really nice to just see it when it's almost like seamless, and you just see all these different actions and all these different things happening. It's just like wow, it's like when you see it at almost like its peak efficiency, right? Like this is this is not, nothing better than just like seeing all of this kind of happen, and it seems like it's super in in some ways i i think what i what i really really like in terms of five out offense is from the outside if if you're not too familiar with it it could mm -hmm. look like super complex and it could look like there's all this different stuff happening and it's like how do the players how do the coaches even like keep up with all these different like numbers and call outs and actions but then once you start to really get into it you realize that it's it's not maybe as complex as it seems from the outside looking in the more and more, more you get into it. Was that kind of your experience with it? Once you started learning like all the individual like pieces and elements to it. Yeah. It really was like when he, when, when, when Priester broke it, like when Priester broke it down for me and everything. And then I started to see it with his team. He, he ran it with his AAU team and his high school team. So like I, I had chances just to come to see, what it was like. So I was looking from the stands. I was looking from that stand. I was looking from the stands. I'm like, man, they're just running this like so effortlessly and all this stuff. And they really didn't have like the big time talent or whatever like that. They just were disciplined. I mean, they were very disciplined in, in, run, in running it. He would just call out, I mean, his own numbers and he would call the counters and they would just like, like bang, seamlessly get into it. And it wasn't, and then I just like realized it's really not that hard. First teach those, first teach the cuts that you need them to do. Make sure they understand how to do those cuts. And then like, and then, and then you can break it down. I mean, you can break it down if you want, but then when you're scrimmaging and seeing how, seeing how it goes, you're like, man, like, <laughs> uh, uh, wow, this is so, like, this is really, really simple. And that's, that's what I needed, simplicity. I mean, I needed simplicity, and I needed my girls to know that, uh, like, this is simple. Like, we're keeping it very simplistic. We're keeping it very simplistic. I'm not putting 
anything like if you do if, if I mean I'm not keeping it robotic if you do a then B will happen if you go here this will that if if they take this counter with this no it was just more like wow okay they can switch to a I mean they could switch to a different action they could do this they can go dribble drive and it all seems so effortlessly and all seems so simple and then when I started to teach it like the, the like when I taught it the first time, Mm-hmm. It was the first time I taught it. I thought I was, I thought it, I was creating a Chinese fire drill or something like that. I thought <laughs> I was like, I thought I was, uh, you know, I, I thought I, I, I blew up the world or something like that because I, I just, I kept, you know, questioning everything that I was, and I was like, man, I'm ready to go back to this office or whatever <laughs> like that. But it, like, you know, talking with him, he's like, just. You know, you gotta be patient. You gotta be patient, and uh, and, and and just keep teaching it the way you are, and and stay with it. Even if I mean, even even through the whole year, stay stay with it. So, um, the first time I ran it, I stuck with it. I didn't change anything. I didn't like even when I was like, man, I think I should change. Um, I stuck with it, and and I saw like just how how simple it was. I, I started to see how simple it was. I started to see uh, just how effective it was, and um, you know, I've I've loved it ever since. It's it's just been the staple for it's been a staple for me. Yeah, it's uh, that that's awesome. That, that that's great to hear. Uh, you talked about. Um, I remember face cuts was something that 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 you mentioned about, and then that that's something that was important to you. And I know that in a in a five out offense, uh, and especially the way that, that you like to run it, cutting is is really important. So I wanted to ask specifically about what what goes into an effective cut uh, in general, as well as in your offense. I know that, like, like I said, I know that you like uh, a face cutting in particular. But but what are what are some other points of emphasis emphasis you think go into an effective basketball cut? Well, after making the pass, like. Not just, I mean, immediately cut. Give them a move. I mean, give them a kind of move or whatever like that. And if they're taking, you know, uh, a fake to your opposite side, a fake to your opposite side, and um, giving yourself a little more, I mean, a little more room, and then just uh, going going at a hundred miles an hour in that face cut. Um, uh, you know, if they're taking away that face cut, we can. We can kind of back cut it and stuff like that. We can swim and and, and kind of go behind or whatever like that. Um, so I mean, we just try to we 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 always try to teach like first thing is just just uh, make a different move, make a different movement, make a uh, make a subtle jab or something like that. Uh, make a subtle jab so that they don't see it coming because sometimes it could be you actually doing a three cut where you're actually making a move to the opposite person, making a move to the opposite person. So you just got to give like a little subtlety. I mean, we, we try to say you got to give a little subtlety to them um, instead of just pass and cut, like really just give them a little something to work. I mean, really give them a little move to work with just a simple, simple movement. And if they take that away, okay. All right. If they take the face cut away, just go right behind. I mean, just go mm-hmm. right behind them. And stuff like that. It doesn't do. I mean, it it doesn't kill us or whatever like that. Next person up, we'll do another <laughs> cut. Yeah. You know that that's that's just uh, we try to teach. We try to teach just get give a little subtle movement, a subtle jerk or whatever like that before making your full. I mean, full on hundred hundred mile an hour face cut. Yeah, 
It's, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've been there before, see these, these spots that go like, like a runaway train. And I'm like, wait a minute, like that, that, that was, that's all you went really fast, but there, there was no other movement or nothing else happened here. All you did was just, just zoom, zoom out there. Uh, right. And then like doing, and then doing banana cuts and stuff like that. I just, yeah. I'll be, I'll be like, uh, you know, you can feed the world with these banana cuts that you guys are doing and stuff like that. So, you know, you got to cut that out. Just give a little subtle movement, and then and then go in front. If they take that away, swim to your back. I mean, swim swim to your backside. Still cut. I mean, like I said, even if it's not the cut that you're. I mean, even if, if it's not the cut that you're looking for. It's still something that we're doing in our. I mean, it's still a cut that we're doing in our iPhones. Next person up could do pro probably do a face cut the next time or something like that. But yeah. we just try. I mean, we try to teach this subtle movement, sudden jerk to to your opposite side before you make it make a uh, make an astral face cut in front of them. Excellent. What would you tell a coach uh, before he dives in and is ready to go and implement five out? What What would you tell them that they should know, or or what would you tell them to be mindful of or be aware of before they? jump right into running a, a five out offense. I would tell I mean tell them the same thing. If you're going to run it, just like with any offense, if you're going to try this, if you're gonna run like whatever five out that you do, you have to just be you have to be like steadfast in it. You have to be like I mean even if it's not running the way you want it to in the beginning, even if it's not running the way you want it to in the middle. Like you'll never get the 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 actual result for yourself until like the end. Like, do they pick? I mean, have they picked it up? Like, you'll know. Like, maybe this isn't it for me. Um, patience. Uh, also, um, make sure that you're make sure that you're like. I, I mean, like I said, for this one, for this one, I feel like you should. Teach it as a whole before you break it down. I mean, teach it as a whole before you break it down. Now, some people are different, but that's just, I mean, like I said, to each his own. I mean, everybody gets to their path a, a different way. If we all got mm -hmm. through the same path, this would be like the most boring game of all time or something like that. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, and, and then just teach teach them the – I mean, teach them how you want them to to do I mean do it there I mean like I said I didn't take everything from from uh head coach Priester and I didn't even take everything from the man that invented it, Harry Parada I didn't take everything from it but I took little bits and pieces and I mean that worked for for me and I took out the pieces that didn't work for me that didn't work for me like you don't have to do it just like just like the person or whatever like that and uh, just like the person that that invented it. Not everybody probably runs the triangle offense the same way. Not everybody runs yeah. the flex the same way. I mean, the same way. Everybody's everybody's evolved, grown, made it their own, and stuff like that. Um, but just and then I mean, and then just go. Uh, you know, you break it down through situations. Like I said, like when we when we do drills and stuff like that. Yeah, we. I mean, we do three on threes, and we tell them. Um, when we play like three on three, we say we want you to use Mike principles. You figure out what you what cuts you want to do, and then we do certain stuff like read and react. Like we'll 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 break down the threes. You're coming off the the curl screen. Uh, react to what they're doing. Are they overplaying that? Go back. To, I mean, are they suddenly overplaying that? Go back door. Um, are they? Uh, you know. 
are they uh are they if they're following you you got them beat the spades um just just the differences but just you know be you know if you're going to do it be steadfast with i mean be steadfast be 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 disciplined enough to 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 run it see it run it and see it through and then if it do, if it works if it works that's awesome you got something in your arsenal if not you go back to the drawing board you go back mm -hmm. to the lab as you uh, mentioned, you are taking on a, a, a new role in a, in a new position this coming year. Are you, with the time that you have available, because my understanding is, is, is time, uh, it might be a bit of a time crunch, are, are you looking to, to jump right into uh, the five out as you ran it? Or are you modifying it in any way? What, what's kind of your your goal as, as you think about this upcoming season with, with the five out? Um. No, I'm. I mean, as is, yep. we're just gonna. I mean, we're just gonna have to have a major emphasis during, during, during the preseason to to really implement it and stuff like that. And and you know, some good things are, um, you know, I have, uh, you know, we have video on it and stuff like that. So like, game film is gonna help. I mean, game film is gonna help. Um, and just breaking. It, I mean, you know, just. Like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change it. I'm not gonna modify it. I feel like you can learn it very quick. I mean, you can learn it very quickly. Um, um, the discipline. I mean, for me, it's gonna be about being disciplined enough, and that's gonna have to come. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna come. But um, the the thing is, when you're when you're hired at this late in the game and stuff like that, you wish you had like. Uh, 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 you wish you had a summer to to get with them and 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 teach them those philosophies and stuff sure. like that. It's just like like I said, I I gotta go through the status quo. Um, you know, we'll 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 try and implement it during some workouts and stuff like that, and, and we're gonna do some uh, you know, we're gonna do some some fall league, which is which is good where, where I get to see the girls and, and teach it kind of on the fly. And then as the season gets closer and closer, then I'll, I'll really take an emphasis on, on really teaching it. But um, no, I, I, I'm, there's no modifications or anything like that. I, I feel like this is a simple offense for these girls, for these girls to run. I feel like it's a simple offense for anyone to run, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, even in the time constraints that I have. No, that that's great. I I like that too. Just just jump right into it. Get right into it. It's kind of the best way to kind of establish your mark sort of thing about what you're about, what you believe in philosophy wise. Like, hey, we're we're going right into this. The, you know, we got we gotta we gotta jump right in and make this happen because we don't got a lot of time. So here we go, sort of thing. And right. I, I like that a lot. Uh, to wrap up, Coach, there's a couple questions that I ask uh, every guest. So I'm gonna go ahead and get uh, started here with this first one. Um, thinking back on your coaching career, and I know there's been a lot of, a lot of stops along the way, kind of a wor world traveler almost, it seems like with all the different places you've been, uh, what is a coaching moment from your coaching career that you think others listening would be able to learn from? Uh, learning that, I mean, for one learning that, uh, situations are different. Like I said, I came from, I mean, I, lived and lived and breathed DMV ball like basically e I mean everybody was a gym rat even if you were playing another sport everybody was a gym rat so like you got used to like 
I got used to the the you know just how 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 the game was how how everything was and all that stuff and then I come to Colorado and and basically I had to learn to um you know learning that like when you're coming in a situation where you know you're building up something you have to yeah. taper your expectations from from your last you have to sometimes taper your expectations from your last coaching 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 job or or from where you were um situations can change i mean situations can change um just like in being i mean also like being a teacher you're you know you're you're not teaching you're not teaching everybody at the same level you got lower level higher level mid level or whatever like that but coming into a, a place where i i had to literally teach remedial basketball and stuff like that mm -hmm. i learned a whole lot of time a whole, a whole lot of patience i learned how to teach the game you know like even more to being fundamentally sound um you know like just learning i mean like that was the biggest thing i had to learn just I me mean, a different a different situation i mean learning the different situation that you're in Yes, you want to be successful. Yes, you want to, I mean, you want your program to be successful. But, you know, just like anything, like if you're, if you're replacing some, I mean, if you're usually when you're replacing somebody, you're replacing somebody that, you know, you know, you're replacing somebody that got, you know, uh, literally got let go and they're looking for a new direction and stuff like that. And that means sometimes the talent isn't going to be there. So, um, just learning pace. I mean, just learning more about myself, tapering my expectations, and really teaching the fun. I mean, really getting into the teaching aspect of teaching the fundamentals and stuff. That's what I learned. Like just, just from going from one spot to another. Yeah, you you, you never kind of know what you're going to need to be teaching or what you're going to need to be uh, doing when you get into that new spot. And I I I always like to get into a position of when you have to coach or, or teach the fundamentals it really makes you think about the way that you as a coach kind of deliver instruction and the way that you teach things because you do as you mentioned you really do have to like break this down you do really have to think about the words you use and make sure that it's precise the language and it's a really unique challenge that I think does a lot to make you as a coach kind of think about about your coaching practices and how good you are at explaining something if you're able to simplify it enough that like it, it makes sense and is still like an effective coaching practice that's teaching the player something no, that's right awesome. right to wrap up coach i give every guest what i call a 60 second soapbox it's kind of your platform to get out your final thought a closing message a closing idea just something that that you want to kind of leave the the listeners with so it's going to be kind of open up to your interpretation what you want to talk about so i'm just going to kind of give you uh the stage here and i'm just going to kind of let you have at it coach so go ahead all right first Shot clock for every high school for every high school state. Uh, second, um, AU and high school high school teams need to work to get together. You're dealing with the same. I mean, you're dealing each of you are dealing with the same student, and you're trying to do what's best for them and put them in a situation that they'll be like, you know, if they want to go to college or anything like that. Uh, promote the game that this game is fun. Like a lot of, uh, I mean, as we grow older and stuff like that, the co competition, the competitiveness gets, gets, gets to us and stuff like that. But coaches, please remind your, please remind your, your players 
that this game is supposed to be fun. And and if it's not, it's going to become a job to them. And you're going to lose a lot of players. Like, as you've seen through COVID, you know, we're losing – I mean, you know, you're losing, like, officials. You're losing players. You're losing things. Remember to just – I mean, remember, the first thing you got to realize is – uh, make this game fun for them. Make this game fun for them, so they 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 understand. If you do, they're gonna stay. They're gonna stick to it. They're gonna stick to you. And finally, uh, once again, shot clock and uh, shot clock in all high school high school states. Love it, love it. I'm with you there. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you championing the shot clock. And then once you once you get it, once you get it, bring it to Arizona too if you can. While while, while you're at it, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Coach, I want to thank you. Uh, I, I got a got a whole list of uh, notes here myself that I've, I've taken as you talk. So this was awesome. Thank you for talking about uh, Five Out, talk about your coaching journey, talk about fundamentals. Uh, this is really good and, and, and a lot of stuff to to think about and reflect on. So appreciate you coming on to, to talk about it and, and best of luck on, on your new stop. I look forward to uh, you jumping right in with the five out and making things happen over there. So thank you, Coach. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and spending some time talking to us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. We will see you guys next. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.